0: And welcome to the Compassionate Achiever podcast. I'm Tracy Day. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Chris Cook. Hello, Chris. How are you? All
1: right, Tracy. How are you doing?
0: I am great. Really good. So quick background on Chris. He's a political and social science professor at Western Connecticut State University. He's founder of the Center for Compassion, Creativity and Innovation He's a Fulbright Scholar, Harvard Fellow, and an ex-counterintelligence officer, and his latest project has been writing the book, The Compassionate Achiever, How Helping Others Fuels Success. And
1: Tracy, her background is in marketing, advertising, and foreign affairs, and she's also an award-winning radio and talk show host. And we've teamed up to interview Compassionate Achievers from different walks of life. How are you doing, Tracy? I am
0: doing great. So, speaking of Compassionate Achievers, you have had some amazing things lately. You've been some fun places. So tell us where you've been talking about the Compassionate Achiever.
1: Well, I was, let's give one podcast and then one place. Okay. One place where I had to go. Um, Podcast, most recent podcast was with uh, Michelle McQuaid in Australia on um, psychology of positive Psychology in the workplace and we talked about The Compassion Achiever and she had some really dynamic and fun questions and, and that show was a lot of fun to do.
0: I love so, that. Yeah, And, her and accent, it's out, right? And it's I, out. I heard a little bit of it, but um, yeah. It's out it and, good.
1: Yeah, and she's just... Uh, and you've fallen in love with her accent. I'm sorry. I
0: her can't, accent's like, cool. <laughs> should I try and talk? Like I'm from... <laughs> I'll sound like a cockney. I'll sound like from My Fair Lady. I'll be like the before. She's the after, right? right?
1: (laughs) So it was fun. It was a fun podcast and we hit different angles, um, than, than some others. So that was a lot of fun to do. And then, um, most recently I was at Drexel university down at university center. And, um, it was all about the compassion achiever. And that was a blast to do. We did it in the, um, really cool place. I didn't even know it existed. It's the first Museum of Natural History in the United States. Ben Franklin founded it. Wow! It's it, it's the Academy of Natural Sciences, and when I when was it founded? Spoke, like in the
0: eighteen hundreds, uh, 1800s? Yeah,
1: it had to be what, probably late seventeen hundreds, eighteenth century. So, and cool dinosaur in there, and a whole bunch of things, and that was a lot of fun to do. And the the audience was it was over, uh, I signed over a hundred books, so it was a lot of fun. A lot of a uh, lot of great questions. Um, dynamic company people it just was been a lot of fun and and the other the other thing though is I've been I just finished grading finals
0: Oh, that yeah. doesn't
1: sound fun. It was crazy.
0: So do you, when you give those finals, are they uh, mostly like the, um, what do they call the um, book? The little black and white book? <laughs> the, what do they called? The call blue book. The blue book. Is it re- really blue? It is, oh yeah. Well, it, it is, is blue. Your, you know what? No. I'll
1: bring you in one. No. Just for no, you. No, thanks. And, and, and you're bringing and back P- my... Pete no. and I will develop the test. <laughs> there you go. There you go. How to talk on a podcast. Uh... <laughs> I'm no. sure Pete will come up with some awesome questions. I'm sure
0: he would. Yeah. Well, you know what? Paybacks. That's all I'm going to say, boys. I will. I'll bring you in a blue book, no. and you, you know,
1: we'll have it's some coming fun. Coming back
0: it. to me now. Now I don't want him. <laughs> I don't want to see. A so blue book. I have
1: blue books, but I also have take-home papers. You know, ten to fifteen-page yeah. papers, and you know the um, we. I get such wide and wild answers sometimes. It's you, you're wondering. <laughs> if you're like, what did you say in class in terms of, you know, uh, students nailing it and then other students are like, like, not so much. Not, yeah. (laughs) It's this (laughs) wide spectrum. And, and, you know, every time I'm done grading, I was like, can I narrow this spectrum in any way? And and when I look at the attendance then after the done grading, I grade everything three times Um, just to make sure. Well, to make sure I am not being biased or... If, or you're in
0: a bad mood. Or, you just yeah. Yeah, give every all that day an F.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, one, if I'm in a bad mood and I want to make sure that I check all that so it's not on my end, but also the other thing I look for is that if a good portion of the class gets the same thing wrong, it's not their fault then. Oh, then that they got it from fault. somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's my fault then. Right. Right? And so I want to make sure that there aren't things like that that pop up that penalize the class for something that I may have done, right? And so I'm looking for those things. And, you know, I hadn't come across any of that this time. Um, every once in a while, I do. I, maybe it's something I forgot to do in a, a lecture because mm. I went off track somewhere else, right? So that's what I, I also look for, is to make sure that, you know, if 50% of it's the It's not your fault that... Yeah. yeah, And but, you know, just this is one wild answer I, I speak about and we learn and read about the difference between intrinsic versus instrumental values in political and economic development. And it sounds boring, but it's really, really important. And it's even important for the holiday season, right? Christmas and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, New Year's. Basically, a shorthand is instrumental values are values that you follow because they have direct benefits or costs for you. So you get money or you get a promotion or you get rank, and that's why you do it, mm-hmm. right? And then an intrinsic value is something you follow because you think it's worth it by and of itself. like Just patri- because. You're a patriot, mm-hmm. right? Your Patriotism, uh, compassion, I would put as an intrinsic value. They, you do it because you believe it. You're not going to get anything out, right. out of it. You're just doing it. And, and what we found out across the spectrum in business, in politics, in economics, you name it, this is what's really, really interesting. This is what I think is something that in our society we have to change, that instrumental values when you're going for the money, the prom- promotion, are actually detrimental to your success. If that's the reason you're doing something,
0: it's you actually fall. W-
1: you might get a little bit of success, but it lasts a very short amount of time and you fall. Hmm. If you do something because of it, it's an intrinsic to you, you actually it's achieve... It's much
0: more worthwhile.
1: Yes, and sustainable. Hmm. And they found... The most recent study on this was 11,000 West Point cadets. And hmm. they followed them... Um, and, and those who wanted to become generals were out-processed as the army at a much higher and faster rate. Those who wanted just to serve the country became generals and leaders. And stayed, and there. stayed in. And stayed in. And this was really interesting. When someone weaves together intrinsic and instrumental, they also fail. Hmm. Intrinsic. Doing something because it, you believe that that is in of itself worthwhile, it has value. Staying power. It does, and it doesn't, and and it's beautiful for this time of year, right? Yeah, that to think about that. But you know, I got one answer on instrumental values, and Pete, hold your hold your laughter (laughs) if you can. (laughs) I get it out first. (laughs) I had someone write that instrumental values is music without voices.
0: What? (laughs) Instrumental?
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow. And then I got somebody on the other end who wove instrumental and intrinsic together in explaining um, Weber's Protestant ethic. And it was perfect. It was a beautiful weaving of the instrumental and intrinsic. So I got this, you know, polarized, and right, they were right after each of, other, right? Yeah. The way the exams like, were. One what? was instrumental values, our values, <laughs> without, the without the voices. <laughs> and then the other one weaves, you know, this other concept in with this other. Uh, it was beautiful. Did you I, look around for the hidden camera. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Right? And I don't know who I'm grading. Oh, that's good. go around. Yeah. Right? Because you, you don't know,
0: look, you don't want to have bias. Right. And that's,
1: that's the one thing. And, well, but, I
0: have to say, I'm impressed that you do that. Um, I'm going to throw in a story that <laughs> this is, I, this is kind of one of those, like the instrumental value without the voices kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I'm really going to throw myself under the bus this time, but I uh, took a course, you know, I'm going back, what? Oh my gosh. 30 years now. And um, it was a political science course. And, you know, back in those days, we literally just had a midterm and a final. So I thought, and I was in politics. I I was working, uh, I went to Michigan State, so I was working in the um, House Legislature, which is in Lansing, you know, right near our university. And um, I had just come back from working in Parliament in London, I done oh, an cool. oversight. Yeah, it was just an awesome trip, and that 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 could be a whole nother podcast because I actually um, was charged with, and they dropped it. But yeah, it was really bad. They thought I was a spy for Northern Ireland. It was really bad. They knew you. Was, were yeah, they. It was really. It was that was a whole problem in and of itself. Oh wow! But I got to meet Margaret Thatcher and. It was this whole it was during the Falkland Islands. Wow, the war. Iron Lady. It was crazy. Wow. Um and I actually came home and I told my professor that um we were going to war, that England was going to war and he was like, Yeah, you don't you just really don't know what you're talking about. Oh, snap. Yeah, but they hadn't <laughs> said anything. And then three days later came out. Oh, yeah, by the way, our ships are in the Falkland Islands already. So anyway, it was a really crazy time. But I... <laughs> I took this course on political science and decided that I really couldn't make it to the course. So this is where I'm going back to. This is my 20-minute story of how maybe I'm that student that you're talking about. So I didn't have to go to the course. I just figured hey, I got oh, this. No. <laughs> so, oh, no. And I was actually working, scheduled to work during the course. So I just took off work no. to go take this midterm no. and the final. So one of the questions was on the Tories. So I was like, I got this. I just spent, you know, three and a half months working for the Tories. So I wrote this great paper in the blue book. That's what <laughs> reminded me of this whole thing. And I got it back and I got like a D on it and I was like, I was a really good student I don't know how but anyway and I was like, wait what? So I went in and I argued with the professor and I was like, this is a great paper like how how could I get a D on this? And he was like what are you even talking about like so I was like the Tories. So anyways like I'm not changing your grade went back the second time because I knew, what I was talking about. I really did. And, and, you know, sometimes when it's worth standing up fighting for, I would do it. (laughs) So the third time I went back there and he was like, okay... Why don't you just tell me what you think the Tories are? Because I have the feeling you haven't ever been to class. <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. I am so busted. And I was like, well, I actually did work for the Tories. <laughs> he's like, okay, wow. He's like, well, if that's who you're really referring to, this is a great paper. He's like, but in class, that's not what we do. And were that's to. exactly <laughs> about. The so there you go. And I'm the student. Student, the <laughs> intrinsic I, without the instrumental without the voice, and
1: that person, <laughs> right, did not did show they? up to class very often. See? <laughs> See? Yes. So,
0: anyway, my, did you change his grade at all? Or has he come back to fight it? Or he oh, doesn't I'd be even know in, what
1: he's Oh the what grades done. are up, but I'd I'd um, be interested to hear that debate. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be open. I'm open to I'm open to it, but you better come come prepare. Yeah, because your grade can go down. Actually his can't go any lower. But <laughs> but um like, it, it can go down. So if you're right yeah. I'll change it up. But if you're wrong and I miss something,
0: you're going down. You can
1: go down too. Ooh, so. be careful of that.
0: Yeah, he did actually. The, this professor did actually raise my grade. He was like, yeah, if that's who you're referring to, this is a really fabulous <laughs> paper. <laughs> so after that, I decided mm, maybe I shouldn't book work while I'm actually booked in a class. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. novel idea, isn't it? <laughs> so, um. so, you know, you got to cut them some slack, but. <laughs> or not? Maybe yeah. maybe they have to uh, show up to class. And like. Yeah, you
1: know you got to give some effort. <laughs> I'm looking for some effort on a your little part. Little effort. You want a little effort on my part? <laughs> you got to give a little effort on your part. Oh, I love it. I love
0: it. Yeah. So anyway, that was a, a lesson learned. <laughs> maybe you should show up to class. Yeah. Yeah. For all those students out there, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing devil's advocate, you know.
2: Because <laughs> I'm you're not just playing in those
0: devil sh- right
1: now. I don't think, uh, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> okay, just a
1: little bit, a little bit.
0: Well, speaking of of devils and all that, stuff. <laughs> <I'm laughs> that's a good segue <laughs> right into our crazy Christmas episode. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the holiday season
1: is upon oh, us.
0: Oh, it is, and some people do turn into devils. It's it's yeah, really it's a crazy time. Yeah. It is, and you know i i was on the the other day and i always try and throw in you know i'm like i whenever i can i try and throw in positive reinforcement things or or at least some good thoughts and and pete and i were just saying out there you know you can't let these holidays get to you you have to remember the reason for the season it's not packages and it's not decorating right. and it's not i mean all that stuff is great and that's Wonderful to have you know Christmas spirit and all that, but boy, some people just let it get to them, yeah. and it's
1: sad. Well, and there's also you know this time of year, there's you know people have passed away and oh. you know in recent past, and mm-hmm. you know um, and I like I like that phrase you just had. Remember the reason for the season, and I, I think that for some people, the holidays have become a part of remembrance, which you know they're without. Mm. their their loved one and you know this happened with with us ellie's mom my wife's mom died on my center dude's birthday mm. and she was buried on my wife's birthday Oof, and that's so tough. you know it's one of those things that but we see her in a positive light and we have a picture with angel wings on her mm. in our house that's and neat. and we think of all the good things that she's done and and when it gets crazy or when someone does something that's pretty mean, mm-hmm. right? Because this is the time of year where you know everybody's happy, but people are stressed out. Like you were saying well, presents, right? And they, they, some just forget their humanity, right? <laughs> they forget
0: in driving or the carts. You know, do you ever notice that
1: people are racing yep.
0: around? They're like ramming into people. Yes, and like well, that dial to me it down, the, dial it down. It's okay. <laughs> it's like all right, I, you know.
1: I think of my my grandmother and. You know, we had Christmas in her little New York apartment every year, so the entire family had to go into New York City and Manhattan and squeeze into this part apartment. And, you know, there were people sitting on the couch eating dinner, right, at the dinner table, right, because there's <laughs> like up to 30 the of us yeah. in this you know, little <laughs> two-bedroom uh, apartment in New York City. And I, it's just one of the happiest times of my life, but I remember... I remember her sitting there, and you know, my grandfather died when I was very young, so Aww. she was the matriarch. She was, she was the ruler of the family, and everyone else stressing, and I remember her sitting at the head of the table, literally listening to everything. and Just taking it all in. Yes, and then going, "huh huh" and listening. When I knew, you know, I was very close to her. I was her sonny boy, I think I've said it before, <laughs> and so I knew things were going on with her, but she didn't let everyone else know
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and I remember that to this day, that she would take and comfort others even when I knew she was hurting. And she put
0: others first
1: yep. before herself. <laughs> yes, she did, yeah. and I remember that just listening. She could have been just as mad. She could have been just as irate. She had every reason a number of times to, to not listen, to just go off on somebody, and she didn't, and... And to me, she's a model of what I think we all should be at the this time of Try year. Every day. To, yeah, <laughs> I was just I mean? gonna say not just around Christmas, but every day. Yeah, and, and that that to me is when I think of the holidays and when I think, okay, maybe I'm falling into that crazy whirlpool. Crazy, <laughs> crazy Christmas
0: people. Like, I, I
1: think of her and you know, she's just she's got that that's that's something that's a gift. Strength. And mm-hmm. Because it takes strength to have compassion. It, yes. It's, it's something. And so, you know, I go, I, I think of her as kind of my way out sometimes, right? Out mm-hmm. of doing something. like, just, just listen. And, and as I wrote in the book, listening is the first step of compassion, right? But I was going to ask you and Pete, is there somebody like that, that you guys have models that, you know, when you think of when things are going tough or, you know, maybe you're going into the vortex that, wow, you know, I... My my grandmother's still like that lifeguard for me. You mm. know, she's still, even though she's not been around for quite a while, she's she still saves me a lot of times from doing something I think I would regret. Mm-hmm. Right, and um, I don't know. She's it's,
0: that little voice in your head that says. Oh, there's a
1: bunch of little voices. <laughs> 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 <There>. <laughs> ah, it's a whole
0: other episode. But do you guys have <laughs> yeah.
1: you know somebody like that that gets you up and going? Because I think that's one of the things that. You know, I, I also think of fictional characters like Dr. Roy and uh, Albert. Who's uh, Dr. Roy? Uh, Camus in uh, *The Plague*. His civility, right? That uh, when you read the novel *The Plague*, it, he, he basically argues that civility can solve all problems. Hmm. Right, and and it's it's you overcome the plague, you overcome problems by being kind, by being civil, being respectful to each other, and. And I think it's just as contagious. And so, and I even have fictional characters that I go to. And I'm so excited because we we watch the new Star Wars uh, film. What and did you think? I'm not giving it. No spoiler I'm not giving no spoilers. But the trailers are coming out. One of my all time favorite books is coming out in movie form this coming year. And it, it, it I'm just, I'm just Mrs. Watson. Um, Never it, heard of that. Is, one. Um, is is one of the characters. And I, I am so um, tickled pink that, and she's one of those characters in literature that I just, you know, she asks questions in a way that gets to the heart of everything. Um, and I, so what book is this in? And I'm having a brain freeze right now. I can't believe it. It's, um, (laughs) it's, it's coming to me in a second. Um, I'm just having a total brain freeze.
0: Mrs. What's It? She's it the, one of the
1: lead characters, and I can't believe... I, I own two copies of the book, so you think I would have it. You ever have one of those brain freezes? <laughs> oh. I'm going through oh, it Oh, no, right never.
0: Now. I've never had that. <laughs> you mean, like, other than, like, ten times a day?
1: I'm having it right now, um, and I can't believe... A Wrinkle in Time? That's it! Yay, Pete! I looked it up. I didn't A Wrinkle it. in Time. And, oh, my God, A Wrinkle in Time is one of those books that... Um, I've I, never read that. I go back to, and it... Basically, for me, it shows the power of love through time, through the universe, through everything. And it's the characters in that book help you look at the world in different perspectives hmm. and show you that love is the most powerful thing. And that, you know, you can say it's all crunchy and soft. Um, but I think you guys heard me say this before, that the the soft in this world is actually some of the most some of the strongest, solid. yeah, right. Solid. So, <laughs> so when you think of hard things like rock, what can cut through rock? Water, Water which is a soft element, and we 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 let that go sometimes and away. We let it drift away because it's easier to get angry. It's easier to get hard, right? It's it's it's
0: well, like you just said, it's hard to be compassionate. Sometimes that's a very difficult thing to do. It's much easier to just blow up at somebody or let your emotions just come out like you know you're frustrated with somebody or whatever like the people we were just talking you know ramming mm. carts into people you know <laughs> or or just I mean it's it's bad or or you know you get angry with the people in the you know line at the store or whatever and mm. you know if we would all just listen to your Luca you know little phrase there that and I don't mean that fac- facetiously and. I'm saying it. I do mean it facetiously because I think it's very important to listen and to understand. And But um, if we would just think about that and just take a deep breath and not get so frustrated. Yeah. But it is hard to be compassionate sometimes, you know, when that person is in front of us in the line and they're doing something silly or taking too much time or the, you know, checkout person is, you know, not following through or whatever it is. And that can also be contagious too, which is a problem. Yes. And then everybody gets flustered and then everybody is like, you know, right. humping and everything else. But if we can stop and just turn that around and try and be compassionate, then that it kind of takes over sometimes. And then that becomes infectious. And then everybody can say, okay, you know, let's, let's take a chill pill and just... Be okay with this. We'll get through it. Maybe it'll take a few extra minutes, but at the end of the day, it's worth it. Yeah. It is worth it too. You know, and then you think about your grandmother and yep. coming in and what would she do? Yes. You know?
1: I think grandmothers make the world go round. I really yes. do. I really do. Like seriously, like the physics of it all—the is grandmothers are behind it. <laughs> well, I, I think scientists will discover that. Yeah, uh, yeah
0: maybe that's your next book.
1: <laughs> grandmothers make the world go round. It, it, it they, could are be. they are amazing. Uh, they are—they are the most amazing thing on ever. I just, yeah, I, I was very fortunate to have an amazing grandmothers, and I just, I, I, I can see them at. You know, I when I'm out uh, and about in different cities and all over the world, grandmothers are the same. They are <laughs> They're the, not
0: all no, I am going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree to disagree. <laughs> some of them I think are amazing.
1: Yeah. Okay, the ones that I see that attract my eye because are the good ones. Are the yeah, they they are and they're the same, the good ones are the good way same all cross cultures. What they True. do with, what I would they go do with their that. grandchildren. I would I would right. go with there, that. There there are some that Yeah. Yeah. Let's just let it be. Yeah. We'll just
0: not go dark on that. But the the I had one that was really fabulous. I mean, she just, I called her Gammy. Gammy. Uh, Gammy. Gammy and Gumpy. I don't know where that came from. I have a Gumpy. You have a Gumpy? Whoa. Come on, Pete. I have
3: two Nanos. Well, I had. (laughs) I have one Nana now, but I had two nanas, a Nono, and a Gumpy. A
2: Nono.
0: Nono is um, grandmother in Italian.
3: Noni. I thought it was well. I, my my yeah. My my Sicilian grandparents were Nana and Nono. Yeah, Oh, Sicilian. So.
0: Yeah, I love that. But you had a Gumpy.
3: Yeah, my mother's father. They my mother always called her. Her her grandfather was Gumpy, so her dad yeah. became our Gumpy. It was her Grumpy. <laughs> they called him Grumpy Grandpa, and it got Grumpy Grandpa. <laughs>
0: no, mine, I don't know how, where I got it from, but he was not Grumpy at all. And Gammy. So then. It, it, it got shortened to Gam and Gump. Like <laughs> all my friends called them that, Gam and Gump. Wow. I don't know why, but anyway. Um, and she was amazing, and he was too, and loving and caring and wise. And she was, she was really ahead of her time. Like she was a go-getter. Yes, yeah, sure. she was amazing. She was a daughter of the D A R, daughter of the American Revolution. She. Um, she was a precinct delegate. She was a, you know, for the uh, way back, and she was just out there doing all kinds of stuff. That's and awesome. she was really inspirational. And then I, on my father's side, she was not that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Got,
1: it. Got it.
0: Yeah. So we won't go really negative, but she just wasn't. Honestly, she just wasn't a nice person to anyone. Yeah. Including me. I was her only Jeez. granddaughter, or only grandchild and um she just Sorry. really didn't care for me. <laughs> she Sorry. didn't No, no, no. I mean it's it is what it is. You know, and I'm fine with it. It's like I don't think I had a terrible childhood because <laughs> of it or anything. You're
1: not <laughs> twitchy. No, no. You're good. I mean
0: she didn't like her son, she didn't like me, she didn't, you well, know, she didn't, she didn't like really like anyone. Yeah. yeah. So that
1: just that
0: was her. But my other one's made up for it. Yeah. Like tenfold. So that's what that's I mean. Those right? grandmothers,
1: yeah, those grandmothers when they rock it, man, they rock it. Like, literally, rock they the do. All right, Pete. Is there anybody in your past that brings back that Christmas kind of spirit, that holiday spirit, whether it's Hanukkah spirit, uh, Christmas spirit, Kwanzaa spirit? What I don't care. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Is there somebody that, when you think about, you know, those times and about what's right and and just in the world and cool that brings back for you?
3: Not really any one person. I have I have very specific memories of lots of different people in those moments. Yeah. But I don't have any one you know, specific like your grandmother. I have okay. you know, this one Christmas one uncle did something for me or you know, um my aunt was very generous or my grandmother did that. you know, it was it's little moments like that that all sort of combine into this one big family.
1: Well, that's a cool way of looking
2: yeah, at it. Yeah, I'm
0: with you, Pete. Spirit. That's a cool I way have, of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. I have different memories of different people and different kind of episodes or whatever um, that were amazing, but I don't have that one person. Like Got you it. said, you did yeah. that,
1: um, but you were raised by your grandmother yeah, too, right? my grandmother right? was key. Yes. it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, no, but I get what you guys are saying. And that's really cool. It's like this Takes whole... Takes a village. Yes. We're, we're the village people, yeah, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, here we go. Yeah. We, we need to take some pictures now. <laughs> that I, one. Should I start with my
0: YMCA like, dance?
1: No. <laughs> who's no. going to be wearing the feathers? Yeah, hey, exactly. Who's got the construction hat? <laughs> I know.
0: The overall thing. Where's Scott?
1: Is he going to be the cop? Or? <laughs> yeah, I
0: know.
1: And for our listeners out there, he's the other engineer behind the scenes. So... <laughs>
0: funny. All right. Um, so let's talk about, we would like to give our listeners tools mm-hmm. for being compassionate achievers themselves. So what would you tell somebody um, if, you know, they're having one of those moments of like Baham bug and just kind of hate the world? How would you say to try and deal with that. Because a lot of people have that around Christmas, I think. And I think it's a a conflict for a lot of people because they think they're supposed to be happy. They think, like, oh, everybody is just out there cheerful and everybody has these big family gatherings and everything else, which fortunately a lot of people do, but unfortunately there's a lot of people who don't either. And they're lonely and... You know, it's I think it's so important to reach out to those people. But a lot of times those people are hard to find, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they kind of go into themselves because they're feeling um, they are feeling lonely. And so they don't want to put themselves out there, understandably.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So how do we this is a rhetorical question. I don't have the answer I'm looking for, (laughs) But um, but I'm asking you, you know, how do we help people like that?
1: How do we do that? I think, you know, when it's you and it's, and I tell my boys, it's okay to get down Mm -hmm. as long as you don't stay down. Yeah. Right. I think it's okay to, to get into that suffering part. It's normal. It's part of being a human being. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I think, um, that.
0: A mini pity party is okay, but well,
1: as long as it's short, right, right. As long as it doesn't stay down, because when when you stay down, that's that's the problem. And and so one of the things that I think you know we all can do is think of what we're grateful for. You know, get a gratitude attitude. Um, Love going. that, and that that brings you up. It does definitely. because in I, the way sometimes when I'm down, when I see, I have a bunch of different ways. I actually keep the gratitude attitude is um, for me is. I remember thinking back about I would have arrived if I did this and a lot of those have come true. Mm. And thinking back, you know, where I was and where I am now and the big difference that that has made that it's okay you're not going to win every battle, right? But it's And when you're down and things are difficult, that's usually when you grow.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean When things are fabulous and everything is hunky dory and, you know, to sound cheesy, but rarely do we have growth in those moments. It's when things are hard and we get out of our comfort zone and and things are difficult that we do learn to grow. Yes. So if we, and there's always something that you can find to be grateful for.
1: Yep. I mean, just
0: that we're alive and breathing.
1: I mean, well, and for me, it's, you know, it's it's also easy to do when I have three little mini me's mm. running around, and you know, even my oldest, even though he's thirteen, you know, I'll ask him for a hug, and he gets in, and he's not, he's like, oh man, <laughs>
0: oh this again, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah.
1: but you know, I said I need a hug, mm-hmm. and because I'm grateful for them, and, yeah, and I, it, it's it's that gratitude I I also keep, um, I don't know if students understand how much it means to, well, to me, especially that I'll get letters when they graduate or cards and some of the greatest things you could possibly say about how I help them, you know, mm. get through certain times or, you know, find out about themselves. I keep all of them in a chest off to my left of my desk. And when I'm going through a hard time, I literally pull a, pull just, reach out. Oh, oh. just reach in and grab one. That's good, and and read it, and I'll know the name. I'll see the face pop up in front of my mind, and you know, some of them will just make me cry for that right reason. Because mm-hmm. it's
0: a gift to you. It you're is. you're giving them the help, but it's really helping you.
1: It is in return. You it, know? and and that's you know, it's not why you do it. Um, at least it's not why I did no it at first. But
0: that intrinsic
1: thing. Yeah, but yeah. boy, they. I don't think you understand what that means. And it's funny, when I first got my first card, I made sure I called my professor when I was an undergrad, and I talked to him. And I got through, uh, it took me twice, uh, to call him and to say thank you to him about how he changed my life. I wouldn't have become a professor if he didn't believe in me. And I love my job, and it's because of him I was able to do things, and I try to pick a professor each year that I've had in the past and just cold call them and say, thank you, because I know how much it means to me. And I, I think for some of them, I haven't seen them in 20 years or so, mm-hmm. right? and, and to, to hear their voice, and it brings me back to that importance of always learning, always questioning. I had great professors who you can ask questions in a respectful manner. Mm-hmm. And your the quest is to learn and, and always to question. And I, you know those those letters bring back all that that feeling for me. and, and I, I think for each one of us, we've done those things we've, we've helped somebody, we've done something along the line. And I think we have to think of that. And, uh, I think that's one way there's gratitude yeah. attitude.
0: No, I think that's a really good one. And to remember too, that even if you don't have a professor or a teacher or something, you can always reach out. Oh, yeah. There are people Mentor. in your life who have helped you. Yes. Because like we always say, if you think you've done it, all alone and you've been (laughs) a success on your own. No way. You're lying. Exactly. You know, I mean, no, there are always people along the way that have helped you. And so that's so important to remember that, to try and reach out to them and say, thank you. You know, so often we think about it but we don't say it. Yes. Or we don't say it enough, I think, too.
1: And in this day and age, it's really easy to get a hold of people. You can just yeah. Google them for God Yeah. sakes. Yeah. And it's totally different. Them.
0: You're not sending a pigeon across the <laughs> country anymore. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, you're right. It's I mean, it's really
1: easy to get a hold of people now. For and, sure. And I, I think that calling someone and talking to them is a, it makes a big difference than getting a text message. Or an email, mm-hmm. right? And and I I, I love that. I, I love being able to reconnect with old friends and old mentors. And you know, they're even though I'm a professor, I, I still call them doctor or professor. I can't call them. They ask me to call them by their first name, and I just respect the heck out of them. It's a respect thing. I, I do. Think. I respect yeah. them so much that. I can't. <laughs> I tried once and it just didn't come just out right. Just didn't feel right. <laughs> no, it didn't.
0: But do you? But do you feel that way when students um, that you've had in the past that yep. are now, you know, maybe they've become doctors themselves? Do you tell them to call you, Chris?
1: Yep, and they don't. And they don't. No, mm-hmm. there'll be a couple that do, but mm-hmm. most of them. Does nine, it bother you? Ninety? No. 90% of them don't. They call me Dr. Cook still, even though yeah. they have their own doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and so I will call doctor, them doctor. Right. I yeah. call them
2: doctor.
1: <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> and they like look at me like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so, good. yeah, no, it doesn't bother me at all. They, you know, it's who they are. Mm-hmm. And sure. And mm-hmm. that's all and that's I care about. It's their accomplishment. And right. you have to be happy for
0: them. Oh, God. Yes. I'm know. proud of them. Yeah.
1: Right. And their job. I hope is that they go further than me. That's
0: good. That's yeah. what I hope.
1: That's, that's what being I hope. humble. Well, and, and that's, if, I, if I've done my job correctly, they can go further.
0: And you'll help launch them. Heck yeah. To wherever they want to go.
1: Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it's, I think that they also need to f- understand that your career is not just what is at that moment. I never thought I would be doing podcasts.
2: It wasn't in your
1: right, right? job description. And, yeah, and, yeah. and I, yeah. I knew I'd be doing something with Pete and Scott. I just didn't know what. I thought it'd be something in the classroom with computers, but this is even better. It's like you know, now I get to. This we, is more fun. <laughs> it is. I don't know if it's more fun actually because we do fun <laughs> stuff in the classroom, but this is fun in a different way. And and I this is reaching out to a lot of people. Oh,
0: I didn't people. mean it was more yeah. fun than the classroom. I mean, it's more fun than the computer. <laughs>
1: well, for some people, it, it would be more <laughs> like, fun than yeah, the classroom. Well. It's like someone who didn't go to class about the Tories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? I can't imagine who would never do that. And I I get that.
1: And and that's what's the fun about doing things like this. And I, I include podcasts in my instead of reading assignments for some classes. Do you? Oh, heck yeah. yeah. So there'll be podcasts that students have to listen to because there'll be a bunch of different guests on a, on a show, mm-hmm. right? That they'll have to listen to. And then we'll come in and talk about who was, who had more, who was more correct, right? Mm-hmm. From, from the perspective of our readings or from articles we've had before. And so there'll be, there'll be podcasts that they have to do. And in one course I just had, we gamified the entire class, international relations. So they had to play in a giant computer game.
0: Oh, how fun. And it was. That's and, neat.
1: And I just finished their papers. They had to tell me what were the strengths of doing it that way, what were the weaknesses of doing it that way, and then how it did to the real world. I used President Trump's America First strategy before. he. You know, it just happened yesterday. Um, I saw it coming down the pike, so I included it in my final exam a few weeks ago. And it's perfect timing. I get to see what Trump's saying and then what my students have said about it regarding their their class and it's really interesting about how they say I've learned so much more by being hands-on and they go I've also learned about interpersonal communication because how do I put this the students get grouped into by fours into countries and Mm. they decide how to build their countries and and everything about it from schooling to military and everything else they have to handle everything economics economics everything everything. yes everything Mm. international relations um and they, some of them wouldn't even talk to each other during the, the game, during the simulation. They got so heated, they became their countries. They became citizens <laughs> of there that they forgot they were actually taking a class, right? But that's part of it, right? People get frenzied up into nationalism, mm-hmm. and I wanted them to experience that, and they did. They wouldn't, even, they wouldn't even sit in the same room. They've asked if they could go to different rooms at one point. I'm not kidding, because they didn't wow. want to be in the same room. And now they're back to being friends after the salmon And they're like, we can't believe we did that. Right. And it's, huh. but it's to understand that now in a simulation. So when you go out in the real world, you can helpfully avoid doing that.
0: Well, and not only just in politics, but in other jobs as well. Yeah. I mean, that's so critical in a company, in so. a small, a small business, in a country, as you're talking about. Yep. I mean, it's it carries across all venues yep. that, um, so that's good that you do that, that give them the hands-on experience. Yeah, I think you
1: can, you can weave so many different things into it, whatever yeah. your job is. And you know, as a professor, it's fun because you get to weave in a lot of different things. But, you know, I think for the tools for the listener, a gratitude attitude this time of year is a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's a really helpful tool.
0: Yes. And again, helping others helps you. Heck Yeah. You know, if you can do something good and, you know, a midnight run donating coats, if you can work in a soup kitchen, if you can. I mean, there's a million places to volunteer. So when you're feeling down and you're feeling like, you know, your life is really kind of sucky, somebody else's is always worse. Yep. And, you know, like you said, that's not to minimize people's lives no. and the problems that they're going through. Not they're real all. and their feelings are always real. I hate when people say, you know, well, you shouldn't feel like that. Well, <laughs> well I do. Right. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that um, whatever the feeling is, your feelings are your own and they're very true to you. So but if you can try and. Get out of your own self and and help well, others. That's,
1: but there's another way there. I mean, you're just bringing up to mind uh, another part, uh, another tool I should say that you can do is that there's a difference between emotions and feelings, right? Emotions are this kind of, I'm going to do a real shorthand. We, I get into it into the book. Um, emotions are this kind of physical reaction mm. you have to something. Mm-hmm. And there's about seven or eight emotions that psychologists believe uh, we all share. Um, and then there are um, feelings about those emotions. And what's really interesting and feelings are a mental um, perception of you know your your emotions and and how you you can assign different feelings to emotions, and there's that gap between emotions and feelings since they are separate and two different entities. You can think about an emotion, so um, that if you know something, um, makes you feel afraid, right? Um, that you have an emotion of fear, right? Um, that you can turn it so that you have a feeling of opportunity rather than being a feeling of cowering. Of pulling back. Pulling back, right? Mm-hmm. That so, you, so for me, for example, I was deathly afraid of heights before the service, but you had to jump out of helicopters and you had to you know, rappel down towers. And so I turned it into, when I have that... Fear of heights. I see a feeling of opportunity. I've changed it so it now I can clean my gutters <laughs> on my own house <laughs> without feeling like I have to hug onto the, right. the downspout right there. <laughs> so I don't fall. Which is not really and a that, great
0: thing to hug. <laughs> no, not, not not, not no, it's not. Not secure. A little sharp yeah. at the top too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the um, But that. That's something we all have the power of doing. And, and psychology... But that's
0: hard to do. That's is. hard to turn around. It takes around. practice. Yes. It takes you have practice. It's because I mean, you're in a like,
1: habit. A feeling... That's me snapping my fingers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> snap. <laughs> snap right, right back at you. We've become
1: into a habit of doing that. But you can change... And I call it minding the gap. The gap between emotions and feelings.
0: Mind the gap. And if you can as mind the gap... The, yes. And it's yes. going on a subway. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So you can tell newbies on the subway, because they look at the gap between the train and the platform as like this <laughs> abyss. Right. right? And I'm then going They're going to go over, they lift it. But, but veterans of subway, they'll just like walk right they over, right? They don't even right? think of Drop it. Drop something down there. Oh, well, it's gone. Yeah. Right. But, it, and you can either, you can mind the gap or you can just ignore it. And I think it's one way you can change the way you see life and the way you're going through it at a moment. And, and, and to do that too, I, I, I like to use this idea of multiple identities. We all have them.
0: Sybil. <laughs> no. That's not the way I was thinking of it. But okay, know, this is the first thing that came to mind.
1: Multiple identities. Pete, help.
2: <laughs> you're on your own. Time oh, to I'm end on the show. My own yeah.
1: <laughs> and well, it's this idea that we all have different identities all the time. You're a mom. Yes. Your wife. You're a co-host, right? You're a friend, right? You're and we're, you know, I'm a father, I'm a teacher, um, uh, a runner, right? And what's really interesting is that I think we, when we're down in a certain area of our lives, we forget of all these other identities
0: where yeah. we could be really up.
1: And sometimes those different perspectives gives us a tool to get out of what we're in.
0: A different mm-hmm. way
1: of looking at it. I like that. Right? And That's so you put one. on that, and we all have put on
0: them. a different hat, yeah, or
1: mm-hmm. that different lens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, put on that new identity that you—you—but you, you're just not in it at that moment, right? And and think about how. You try
0: would, and shift that mentality that, how I mean, a, the mom motel right. or whatever it
1: is. Yeah. And, and moms are the great innovators.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah, have
1: to be. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: That's taskers.
1: Right. Yeah. And so they're the MacGyvers of the world. Yes. <laughs> right? And, and right. moms are, they, they know how to innovate. They know how to get out of a problem. And I think we don't. We don't access those identities enough, and we all have them. In, I, and with students, I, I do it with um, just saying, you know, when we're in the Danbury area here, that when someone on the eastern part of the state asks you where you're from, where do you say? You say you're from Danbury, right? right? And say you go to California, where do you say you're from?
0: L.A. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> well, you're from sure. Connecticut, right? Oh, all right. So. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Tracy gets into the place. If she's going to Vietnam. She yeah, goes, I'm, I'm the... Vietnamese. <laughs> and, I see where you're going. Right. With so we yes. change our own pers- identities based on the perspective of others too. So when you say you're in France, I I say i soon. Sometimes you want to say you're from Canada, right? But, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yes. you say you're from the United States. You don't say you're from Danbury. You don't say you're from Connecticut. So we even. On places we go and every parts of our daily lives, we change our identities more than we think we do. And I'm asking everyone to use that as a tool. So when you're down or you're in a problem, click onto those identities that you have right with you. It's like a Swiss the good Army. Ones. Yeah, the Swiss Army. Find actually, your good ones. Inside you. Open mm-hmm. them up. Use them as a, a creative outlet to solve whatever you're in. Right. The, we'll you look have. at it
0: from the different lens. And everyone like has it. That. That's a good one. It is a good one. Yay. <laughs> you get an A for today. Well, uh,
1: thanks, but Pete told me I was on my own. <laughs> I, know.
0: I think sometimes,
1: sometimes you in guys are, there. are like, oh, no. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. So, Pete, I, uh, that was a great perspective I didn't have about seeing it as all family. And thank you, Tracy and Pete, for, for that, about seeing it as a whole. Because that's strength, too. That's a big-time strength
2: hmm.
3: Right. Yeah. And I also had some very specific um, how not to handle the holidays, too. I had some <laughs> some real moments that have stuck with me my, the rest of my life.
0: Do you want to share those? Uh, yeah, share those with uh, us.
3: <laughs> no. No. People are like, no,
2: no.
0: But, you
3: well, know, I, I, I learned in a big way how that can affect people, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, true and not to do that.
0: Well, I read a good one um, the other day. There was um, a guest from our show before, Michael yeah. Finkelstein. Dr. Yes. Michael Finkelstein um, sends out a newsletter or whatever it is. And it was saying, uh, around the holidays, let's do less. Mm. And you know, so many people are like, oh, I've got so much more to do. And it's all this added stress and everything. And he's saying, no, 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 let's do less let's find the things that we can really let go of and focus on backing off from just piling on more and that in the long run, it will mean a lot more and you'll be in a better place for it if you really can just let some of these things go. And you know how people often say, I just need more time, I just need more time. (laughs) And I mean, we could all use more time, but nobody has it. Nope. Everybody we're all in it together. We've all got that same 24 hours. And so if you can do less and let those things go that maybe really aren't that important, then overall you will be in a much better place. And he said it much better than I did, but it was a whole article and it was really it was worthwhile and I thought, you know, that's, that's a awesome. great attitude to just you know, say, is this really that important? And yeah. is it worth getting all flustered and, you know, kerbobbled, as they say and, <laughs> um, in The Grinch? I love that show, The Grinch. <laughs> the kerbobbled. People do get kerbobbled, and it's not a good <laughs> they place do. to be, they you do. know? So, well, I'll just take a deep breath, meditate for, you know, just even four breaths will help you.
3: Okay, I got one more. Yes. One more tool on a much lighter note that I use and have used for years oh. was, uh, I think it was in a car ride and my family was getting very snippy with each other and I just started screaming, um, you know, silver and gold from the Rudolph <laughs> Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, I started just singing silver that out as loud as I gold. could uh, until everybody stopped yelling at each other no. and it just became a thing and now for the last... I don't know, fifteen years or so. Whenever stuff gets crazy, someone will start belting out "Silver and Gold."
1: I love <laughs> That's that. That's a good one. I kind of break that. the ice, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's kind
3: of a non-lethal.
1: What made you think of "Silver and Gold," though?
3: It, it just—it was in my head. Um,
1: <laughs> you know, most people—is <laughs> that it's, Frosty? It's from Rudolph.
0: Oh, Rudolph! Yeah, I'm, it's I'm about getting UConn my Cornelius. Yes. And, oh, and, oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. UConn, <laughs>
1: <I> have, <laughs> all right, I have all of those plush toys. Oh, nice. Do you? I do. I love I it. I remember when CBS was giving them, uh, they were selling them at certain points at certain time. And so you had to get there at a certain day. Oh, to, to get, get them. them. I was in Boston at the time. And oh. Sleeping on the sidewalk the night before <laughs> waiting for the, <laughs> hey, I got for got the all. elf stuffy that I you had. Oh, I got them all, man. And my boys it. now love them because you know, so we've seen all of them. You know what, Pete, when you silver and gold, I'm thinking everyone knows Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, yeah. mm-hmm. but not silver and gold. That's why I'm asking what made you think silver and gold. I just, it was one of those,
3: I always moment. have something rolling around in my head and that happened to be it at the moment. And it was so. silver and gold. So, yeah, when, you're, when your gratitude attitude fails and your identity lens isn't working. <laughs> you
0: really just want to just throw start building out silver out and gold
3: and see what happens.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's a, that is a good tool. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I'm going to use it when all my kids start getting crazy and just, I'm going to be like, start singing. Of course, yeah. they can't stand when I sing anything, let alone that. That's a good That'll be a good one. Thank you, Pete, for that.
1: Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, sure. And I think. We should also talk about we're kind of getting a new identity for the show, too.
0: Yes, we are for the new year. Yes. You want to talk about that? Yes, let's talk about that. Yes. So we're going to branch off. We're still going to be here with Western Connecticut State University because we couldn't leave Pete and Scott. No. And and you're here, too. So...
1: (laughs) Thanks. Well, we could
0: leave you, but no, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yes, we're going to get our new website. We're going to get our our own little, what do you call it, Pete? Our own SoundCloud. Uh, feed. Feed. Our own I feed. Um, and
1: iTunes and SoundCloud.
0: iTunes. Um, you can always reach us at thecompassionateachiever.com. And um, you can find us at Twitter at Comp Achiever Pod, or I guess now you can type in the whole thing and it'll still find us, Compassionate Achiever Podcast. And so we are moving from WCSU Media to, we don't know what it's moving to, right? Just Compassionate Achiever, right, Pete? Is yeah, that? It'll
3: just be Compassionate Achiever Podcast,
1: right? Yes. And so we're we're growing. Going to
0: stand on our own
1: two feet, and we're growing. Four That's feet. what's really cool about it. Fancy pants, new logo. Fancy, Fancy pants, pants. Yes, new logo. Fancy pants new logo. Yes. That's, Pete Pete came up yes. with that. Yes. And so yeah, it's the growth is is phenomenal. It's exciting. And, and yeah, and working with you guys, it's really it's make it really easy. And so it. I just want to let the listeners, you'll be able to find us easily. Yeah. Um, and that's
0: that's why we're doing this. It's right. not because we don't love the people at WCSU Media. We do love them. Right.
1: But it's easier to find us yes. now. Yes.
0: And that, that's been a conflict. So yeah. hopefully now they can. Yes. So I think this is a good place to jump off and wish everyone a very special holiday, whatever holiday you do celebrate. And an
1: awesome new year.
0: Yes. Happy, healthy, peaceful, productive, all kinds of good things for 2018. I think that's what's going to happen. All right. I like that. I'm putting it out there.
1: And I hope that all of us find a way to unlock the compassion achiever within us yes. so that we can unlock success.
0: Yay. Thank nice. you. Thank
1: you, guys.